Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. We are talking freelancing and independent work today on the podcast episode. And before I bring on my very special guest, Aubrey, I want to introduce you to her. Aubrey Malik is a boy mom, former teacher, and host of the Freelance CEO podcast. Through her podcast and programs, she helps overworked and underpaid moms and soon-to-be former teachers experience the freedom and joy that comes from designing a freelancing business with their skills they already have. After taking her own leap of faith over three years ago and replacing her teaching income within two months, she became passionate about helping other women start and grow their own businesses to 5k plus months from home. When she's not supporting her own freelance clients, and she is still walking that walk, by the way, or members of her programs, you can find her looking for her next DIY project, binging her favorite reality TV shows, or snuggled up on the couch with her boys. Please welcome Aubrey Malik to the show. Hi. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so stuffed up from my allergies that I'm like having a hard time reading. So bear with. Um, So where are you uh, hailing from in the country? I am from New York and I always have to, I just got back from vacation and we were talking to a couple of people and they always think whenever I say New York, they always think like New York city. So I always have to like preface it by saying, nope, we're like about as far away from the city as you can get in Western New York, about like an hour and a half South of Buffalo. Oh, okay. My, my parents are from New York, so I'm familiar with that. And, um, I've got family up there still. So when I hear New York, I'm like, Oh, what part? But most right. I guess would think New York city. <laughs> So before we get started, I usually do an icebreaker question. And that is, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Ooh, um, I probably would have to say my grandmother's sugar cookies. And I've tried to make them so many times on my own, you know, as grandparents are getting older, I, I really love cooking. And so I'm trying to learn all their recipes, learn alongside of them so that I can have them and then carry them on to my kids. And for some reason, I don't know if it's the cookie part or the icing that she makes for it, but I could never get it right. And so I always just have to like, I'll like bring them to like Easter's coming up. So I'll bring them to Easter and I'm like, they're not, they're not like yours. So, um, her sugar cookies. And then probably my favorite memories is just like learning how to make them with her. Oh, I know you have to try and get it just right. The butter can't be too cold. It can't be too warm. You know, there's always that secret touch. It's in grandmother's love too, right? It's like something that true. can't be replaced. Very true. That's so true. He said, I guess you just have to like make it your own or maybe ask right. her to make them with you one time and make a video of it. So then you can refer back to it maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So you said you have uh, two boys and mm-hmm. how old are they? They are five and three. So, oh, and they're yeah. both, um, it's funny. We actually got asked if they were twins. They're, I mean, one of them's way taller than the other one, but they're both December babies. So one is December 8th and one is December 22nd. So they're really like, they're just under like shy 
two weeks shy of two years apart. So they're at a really good age and just like learning and exploring and doing all this independent things. And my husband and I, you know, we'll go back and forth on, do we want to have a third? Are we good with two? And they're at such a fun age right now. We can go and do so many things. It's like, I don't know. Do we want to start all over again? Right. You have to start over. And then I have three and they're eight and then I'll basically be seven and five here in May. And, um, again, birthdays are close in, in the dates of the month. And, uh, it's, it's like, you got to get a bigger car. When you have a third one, you have, um, to play zone defense mm-hmm. instead of man to man. I was always told to keep them in pay, like in, in even numbers. No one ever told me that. So we're at three. And so stopping at three. So <laughs> when you add that third, it's, uh, it, it gets real, real quick. Yeah. And I was, I'm glad that you said that too, because that's literally how I, my husband and I describe it. He's a big basketball fan and he's like, I don't know if we can handle zone. Like we've got a good, we got a good system going on and we do like we each have, it's funny because we each have our own, we call it like our mini. So my oldest son looks a lot like me. He's got dark hair. Um, and just like, it's very, very similar to me. And then my youngest looks just like my husband has blonde hair, um, blue eyes. And so we always like, we're like, those are our two. So like we go do anything like, like I was just telling you before we press record that we did Disney. And so like I would do, you know, I would yeah. go do something with our oldest and he would do something with our, or like we were riding together. They wanted to ride with us. So yeah, we've got a good system going on. So I don't know. We, we kind of were like by this summer, we'll decide whether that's in the cards for us or not, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I, I always, people always say too, like, you know, do you want to try for a girl? And I always thought I wanted a girl, but I just really, like, I really love that title of boy mom. It's so fun. And I'm like their whole world. So I'm like, do I really <laughs> throw another girl in the mix here? I have two boys and a girl, the girl's in the middle and she is sassy and keeps me on my toes. And, you know, I've noticed that like, if two are playing, I'm usually having to be the fourth. And so mm-hmm. it, you just have to like weigh those options. But then again, when they're all three together, it's great. Or when one's not, if one's doing something, they have a sibling to do something with while the other one's busy. So there's so many pros and cons. Pros and to cons. It. I, know. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I love my kiddos. Um, and then my youngest is finally getting along with my middle, but man, they fight hard too. And so it's, it's tough, but again, she's yeah. a girl and she just knows how to pick, you know? Right. I was one of three and I don't know why I, so I remember feeling like, and it really, I, it, I joke too, because it was never me. I was never the one that was left out. I'm in the middle. And it was usually like either my sister and I were doing something together because she's the oldest, or it was my brother and I doing something together. So I was always like part of that pair, but I remember like either way, when it was my sister, she was like, I'm always left out. You guys are always doing stuff together. And so, yeah, that's definitely something to to consider to weigh. <laughs> right. I mean, anyway, I mean, more, more kids to love more yes, siblings true. to love. Right. Yep. So, <laughs> well, so, okay. So we're going to hop into, so if there's five and three, I've, you know, similar ages, so you're just getting into kindergarten. And so what, and you were a teacher. So what grade did you used to teach? So I taught a lot of different grades. Um, my first teaching position that I had was third grade and I taught at a private school. And then realized that I was basically just getting paid in gum. So I had to move to <laughs> move to a public school and that I was in special education. So I had a variety of kids from K through two. And then um, 
taught sixth grade math. And I love that. I actually, I always thought like I would be the early elementary. I never wanted to go past third grade. And I got thrown into the sixth grade math position and I loved it. Um, and then the following year I had to, I did a lot of like bouncing around for them because when you're the younger teacher, you're newer, you oh, kind yeah. of just go with the flow and you kind of have to just do what you're, what you're told. Do what to you're do. told. Yeah. Yeah. So my last position that I taught was at second grade and that was still a really good, good age. So I've had a variety of different experiences, but definitely that sixth grade math position was surprising to me, like my favorite one to be in. Interesting. I know I, my, my whole family is in education. My sister's a principal. My mom was a reading specialist. My dad teaches. So I get that whole scenario. Um, I was the only one that didn't go teaching, went to sales and marketing, uh, but I almost did. But then, um, so you left your teaching job and became a freelancer. So tell us a little bit more about that. And you're, you have a podcast as well that teaches this. So give us a little bit of insight on why you left and, and what you created. Yeah. So I loved what I did as a teacher. I, you know, and I get, I would, a lot of the te- people that come to me now are teachers and a lot of their reasoning right now for wanting to look for something else is the way that just everything the past couple of years have been going. So I got out prior, you know, pre-pandemic, I, I left the classroom in 2018, but at the time I had my first son and he had gone through some health things early on in his life. And I just constantly felt that pull between and struggle between, you know, my son needs me and feeling guilty, you know, about not wanting to like take a day off or like then, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And then like feeling like my students in my classroom were not getting the best of me. Or if I was like staying late, then my family was suffering. And so I just constantly felt this, this pull of like, I'm, I'm not giving all to either one. I really struggled with that boundary. And I always wanted to be able to find something that allowed me flexibility. I think even just as my kids were younger, I just envisioned, wow, it'd be great. Like for the first five years of their life to just be that mom for them and just be able to support them and take, do play dates with them. And just didn't really think it was an option. Both, like I said, I was a teacher. My husband was a school counselor. So we just really, we weren't in a position to be like, okay, like I can just take off, you know, for the next five years while we have kids and he can support us. We both went to a private university. So student loans were pretty crazy and um, really had just been looking for a lot of different options. Like I had tried network marketing. I did tutoring for kids after school, but again, then I was like still away from my family, even more right, hours. Spread more thin. I tried. Yeah. I was teaching kids English online and that was crazy because the time difference. So I was getting up at like three and four in the morning to teach these classes. And so I tried a lot of different things and nothing really number one felt like the right fit for me or number two, just even brought in enough money for my husband and I to really financially make it work. And I was, um, I was seven months pregnant and my oldest son, we had just left a doctor's appointment where they told us he would have to undergo his second surgery. Um, he had his first surgery when he was four weeks old. And I remember thinking in my head, okay, maybe they can do the surgery on a Friday. So I only have to take one day of work off. And, um, and then I'm like, but what if something goes wrong? Like, you don't want your mind to go there. And then I just, in that moment, it was kind of like, I had that light bulb moment. It was like, I need to like, this, this shouldn't be a struggle for me anymore. Like I need to focus on my family right now. Um, because something terrible could happen or, you know, whatever. So that moment I was like, I went into a mom Facebook group and I was like, I need to find something that's going to allow me to work from home, bring in income. I don't want to do network marketing. Like I list all the things that I'd already tried. And someone said, you should look into being a virtual assistant. Like you have a lot of really, you know, great skills already from teaching and all this stuff. Like it would be a good fit for you. And I had never heard that option before. 
And so I was intrigued initially and then did some research and started diving in and realizing like, wow, you know, yeah, like I could use a lot of the skills that I already had. Like, you know, sometimes it's hard for you to think I've never done like the online space, so I wouldn't be good at it, but I had, you know, a lot of skills, not necessarily teaching. Like, obviously I knew how to teach kids how to read and write and all that stuff, but like some of those, um, softer skills that I had. Yeah. Yeah. To apply that somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. So dove in head first with that, within a week of hearing about it, I started my business and got my first client. My first month I made $800 and I was like, okay, wow, like this actually could be something. And my husband and I like made a goal. I had to replace my, my big student loan payment that I had. And he said, if you do this, if you can do that, then, then I think we can make this work. And so, um, I had a two month window because I was coming up on having my second son and really wanted to be done after that. And so my second month I hit that goal and So my last day in the classroom was the day before my second son was born. And just from there, because I had more time and more, you know, flexibility, I was able to scale it and grow it from there. And it really took off for me. And, and then I realized, wow, I miss teaching. Cause like I said, I loved it. And how can I combine what I'm doing now with my love for teaching? And that's kind of how I stepped into that role of coaching and teaching other women, how to do the same thing that I had found so much success in success in and, um, just really finding that flexibility that a lot of moms are craving. So are you coaching others as to become a virtual assistant or to start their own business and use the skills that they have, or how do you um, go about that? Yeah. So when I first got started, I had a lot of people who like already had their freelancing business and they had seen, like they had been just following along and they're like, wow, like you, you know, your business took off. Like you had so much success early on. Like, what did you do? Like how I'm, I've been trying it for a year and nothing's been clicking for me. So it really started out kind of helping those people who already had businesses and how do we get them like to that next level? How do we get them to maybe be able to replace their income? And then um, you know, in talking about that, I started to grow my audience and, you know, I was talking about it more on the podcast and people were like, well, I don't have the business yet, Aubrey, but I want to, can you help me with that? And so that's where I really started focusing on. And then I kind of helped them throughout that process of let's start the business. Let's figure out what skills you already have and how you can start supporting other business owners as, you know, a freelancer. So that could be a virtual assistant, social media manager, Pinterest, like there's so many areas that you can focus in on when you're getting started. And then how do we actually scale this into something where if you want to leave your full-time job, or if you want to replace your income, or if you just want to, you know, have a little extra money to save for vacations, how do we get you to that next level? And so I walked them through that process. Wow. I mean, you, when you're running your own business, I have my own business. There are so many different things that you have to balance and not everything is a strength and you can either as a business owner decide to take courses and classes and take it on yourself, or you can say, well, I know I need it. I don't have the time. I'd rather just pay someone to do it because my time is worth more or less, whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's so many people that know how to do things. Well, like you said, Pinterest, social media, social media is it. I, that's what I've now fallen into teaching my clients is how to use social media and do it better. And to take the, the time consuming parts out of it because it is a necessary evil. And so then they have to decide, well, I still don't like it. I need to hire somebody to do it. Sometimes it has to be to do it or they feel comfortable enough to do it on their own. And so it's, there's so many different things that you don't even think about when you're going into your own business. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, as I, it's been interesting for me being on both sides of the spectrum, right? So like being the virtual assistant first and just like coming in and like helping a business owner with the different tasks and then growing to my my business to where it is now where 
I know that, okay, like I said, a guy, you know, when I left my teaching job, I didn't want to have to like continue to work 40 plus hours a week. Like I wanted to work less, spend more time with my family, have that flexibility. So in order to be able to maintain that as my business has grown as, as I've added on new things and as the audience has grown, I can't do it all and maintain that schedule. So it's like, now I have to bring people into the fray and say like, okay, I, you know, even though that's, it's been, it's been an interesting thing for me. Cause it's like, even though I know how to do a lot of these things, because I've been in a lot of business owners business and, and have done a lot of different things, even though I can do all of those things, I don't need to, and really kind of figuring out, okay, what are the things that actually require me? And like, I have to do them. Like, you know, I have to get on my podcast and record those episodes, but do I have to do the whole process of editing and writing the show notes? No, I can have somebody else do that right. so that I can, you know, do like, again, do other things that need me or spend more time with my family and be able to maintain that work-life balance too. Yeah, absolutely. Like for my podcast, I love just being able to record it and then record it and go and be done. And then my assistant, I have a virtual assistant. She goes in, she listens to it, show notes, marks the edit, sends it to my podcast manager and then they do the rest and then I promote it and, um, do the whole thing or have the, the guests do that. But it takes a lot of those steps out where what I was doing before I asked my assistant to do that. It was, I would go through and listen and give up the edit. If I knew an edit point or which typically I don't like to have edits anyway, and then I'll give them show notes or I would drop it in the Dropbox and then they couldn't find it. And then they're asking me where to find it. I'm like, you know what? she can just go in there and grab it and do it. And I just, all I have to do is record. So it's super, it's much easier and I can do a lot more and be less frustrated with something I like to do and, you know, freelance it out or, you know, subcontract it out. Right. So, so your business, um, do you start with, do you teach them automation? Do you teach them, how to market themselves, like what kind of skills do you teach them so then they can provide, you know, build their business? Yeah. So we actually just, I just got off of of the relaunch of my beginner program. So I launched that program in January of 2021. And really just from that need, it wasn't like, I I didn't go into it thinking like, I'm going to teach all these people, like these moms and teachers, how to get started. But just because people were asking me for it, I was like, okay, I I need to put something together because I, again, it's, you know, time, time thing. I don't have time to get on calls with all these individual people. And if I can kind of create something once and then everybody can go through it. Um, so created that. And then being the teacher that I am knowing that, okay, like once a year, I want to go through my, my curriculum, go through, um, the student feedback, go through what's working well, maybe where, um, I thought was a really great lesson, but it didn't make sense or it didn't hit the way that I wanted it to. So that's what we did this past um, it took a lot longer than I, than I initially planned to, but we just went back through and really revamped that program and really, again, from student feedback, figuring out like, where were they getting stuck? What were things that they were asking more of? Could we maybe do a tutorial? So I, I take them from like, let's lay a solid foundation of how do you actually start a business? A lot of people who come to me are used to that. I joined like a network marketing company. That's what a lot of them, like their mm-hmm. first initial right. like experience in online business. So they're like, 
well, how much, what company do I join in? Like, what do I get with like my kit? Like they're, it's kind of like reframing their mindset. So really like you're starting a business. So kind of walking them through that process of either sole proprietor LLC, and then, you know, going through, how do we take the skills that you already have? Cause that's what I like people to start with the skills they already have, as opposed to like, you've got to learn all these new skills. There's probably stuff that you already have in your back pocket that you can get started with. And then of course, as you, you know, learn and grow, you can add on to that as well. And then, you know, teaching them the different systems that they need. I think that that was one thing when people were coming to me and saying, um, you know, what, how are you able to scale so quickly? Like I took the time to really like set up solid systems so that my business runs smoothly without me. And then also my clients were really taken care of so that they were referring me to other people like, wow, I, you know, this was great the bringing them on and working through the process. And I kind of had all my ducks in a row and I felt like that was that teacher organization piece of me. And then how do we actually go about finding clients? So teaching them like how to market themselves and how to show up online and, you know, where do you feel comfortable doing that and teaching them that thing. So I kind of teach them like through the whole process of how, you know, how to lay the solid business foundation and how to create your pricing and your packages and everything like that. And then how do I actually go out and find clients? Right. So you're like a business coach pretty much. Yep. And okay. So I mean, everyone should always have a business coach, especially when you're starting a business, especially if you've never done it before. I mean, I went through programs, countless programs and spent money and website building. And I think it's essential to set your systems up prior or very early on when you're starting a business, because what I have seen is you'll get so busy because you're just so focused on bringing in clients that you don't know how to support them. And then you're stretched so thin that you're like, oh, I'm spending all this time doing this. I just want it to do it for itself. Mm -hmm. And so then they have to kind of backtrack a little bit and then take the time to do it. And it could take away time that you could go get your clients or time with your clients. And so I really do, uh, I'm a huge supporter of getting your systems and you don't have to set up anything fancy uh, to get something going. Again, hire someone if you don't know how to get it set up for you and then teach you how to use it or get it set up and then they do it. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of times I find that a lot of the people that are coming to me, they want to go like the free route all the time. Um, And so that's kind of even like shifting their mindset too. like, yes, there probably is like a free or cheap way to go about doing this, but a lot of times you're going to have to have your hands in a few different programs or a few mm-hmm. different softwares to figure that out. Where if you just spent a little bit more, you know, money, you're going to have one program that will really handle a lot of the things that you need. And then you're not jumping around and trying to say, okay, like, did this program fire it correctly? Did this program do what I needed right. it to do? And then you're, again, you're like spinning your wheels and you're spending so much time in the back end of your business where you, your time is better spent doing other things. So yes, it could be hiring it out, but it could be even like just investing, you know, whether that's 10, 15, 20 bucks a month to have a program or a software that can handle a lot of the things you need. Like for, um, you know, for my students, it's for invoices, for contracts, for proposals, for scheduling, like those things that they need to kind of run their business where they don't need to be the one that's in the inbox saying like, Hey, does Tuesday at four work for you? Okay. Make sure that, you Oh know, yeah. That you need a calendar a, calendar yeah, app. Exactly. Here's my right. link. Get on my calendar. Right. Yep, yes. Exactly. So easy when someone does that, or if I send out my calendar invite, because you don't have to go back and forth 16 emails. You could just say, Hey, find a time that works for you. You already know your schedule. Same thing, right? You definitely need something that can investing in your business. You get what you pay for, for one, two, it, you can write it off as a business expense. Right. And so when you do your taxes, it 
you know, it'll even out the end. But again, if you, I've also noticed that when you invest lazily, if you're a lazy investor at the beginning, you're going to end up doing it anyway. And now you just spent more money when you, if, if you want to grow there and just set it up now, and then that way it also motivates you. Yeah. And I've, that's something that I've been a huge believer of too, is investing both, you know, in things that are going to help me in my business, but also in coaches, in things that are going to help me to grow. Because the way that I view things is you can either spend the time or you can spend the money. And I know that one of those things I can get back time. I can never get back. You know, time is so fleeting. So if I can, you know, spend some money that's going to help me get from point A to point B a little bit faster to me in my mind, like that makes sense. And obviously being wise about that too. You don't want to just like throw money in the wind and like just be super careless about it. But like, I know that if I needed to, I can go up into my attic and grab a bunch of stuff that I haven't used since we moved in here. That's just been sitting up there and like, I can sell it online. Like I could make more money if I needed to, I just can never get back more time. So if something's going to save me time to me, like, I guess you just have to, like we were talking about with kids, like you just have to weigh what, what matters to you. And if it's, if time, if getting somewhere faster, if getting somewhere without having to do all like the pitfalls and all the obstacles, like if somebody can kind of show you that pathway and you can get there with the least resistance to me, that that's super important to me. 100% because you only have 24 hours in your day you can't get more time, but you can make money or, you know, everything like that. So, well, this was super helpful. Where can my listeners find you? Uh, you said you had a podcast. So where can we, uh, what's the name of that? Cause at I think it's super important for business owners or people that are thinking about starting their business to start the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the good thing about me is that I've tried to make it easy pretty much across every platform where you can find me because it's just my name. So my website's aubreymalik.com on Instagram, Aubrey Malik. Um, my podcast is called Freelancer to CEO, but that's again, linked up on my website too. So you can find all the things. And then if you're interested in learning more about like freelancing or like, is this a good fit for me? Even some people who like already have businesses, uh, it's a really great way to, you know, if you're trying to like like for me to like starting my coaching business, like that took a lot of time. Like I had to grow the audience. Like I had to do a lot of, you know, work on the front end before the money was coming in to support that. And so having my freelancing business on the side of that was really helpful because I was able to kind of build this thing up while I was still making an income too. So it's a really great thing even to add on, even if you have a business. Um, But I have a free training that kind of walks everybody through, you know, what is freelancing? How does it work? How can I find the skills that I have? So um, if you want more information on that, you can find that at aubreymalik.com slash CNC. Perfect. And we'll also uh, have that in our show notes. So then you can, um, uh, the listeners can go and check it out. And I, I mean, you are full of information and we are on the same page when it comes to a lot of that stuff. And so when you can teach someone how to do it or, or really dig deep and find those skills, because uh, everyone wants to be their own boss. Everyone wants more time and more flexibility. And uh, if, if you're able to help, then you know, by all means, everyone needs to go look up Aubrey. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you being and taking the time. And uh, again, go check out Aubrey Malik. And if you're interested in freelancing and, and digging deep and finding different skills for you to serve others, then uh, she's your girl. And until next time, thank you for listening to another episode of the chaos of cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. 
If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.